Welcome to the Strategy Session Podcast, where ASI's editors provide tips and tactics to help promotional product professionals improve their businesses. In every episode, we go one-on-one with a business strategy expert to gather winning insights. The conversations are sure to be insightful and entertaining. Hello, welcome back to our Strategy Session Podcast. I'm CJ Mitica, Executive Editor of Counselor Magazine, and today I'm joined by Aaron Riley, founder of Pop Promos. Pop Promos was recently named the fastest growing company in the Philadelphia region, and in a few short years, the supplier has evolved into a full-service prom- promotional product company that offers sunglasses, knit products, tech accessories, and more. Aaron, thank you for joining us today. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. Well, th- thanks, for, thanks for being here. Thanks for talking to us. So my first question, uh, you know, you and your, your friend and, co- and co-founder, Ster- uh, Sterling Wilson, you guys started, you know, College Glasses, was become pop promos, you know, while you guys were still in college, really see the, you know, the, the, the germ of the, the business idea started while you guys were in college. So what was your greatest difficulty, you know, jumping into the business at such a young age? Yeah, so we weren't really 100% expecting to be starting the business that it had become. Um, this business kind of started as a pastime and just a way to make money in college. And then we realized that we had something and that there was a need for this Pantone-matched sunglass category, specifically to universities at the time, and said, okay, well, I guess we'll try this, and had to figure out how to build and run a business uh, thereafter. So our biggest challenge, I think, particularly right after finishing college, when we really invested our time and energy into launching the business was hiring good people and learning how to manage those people. You know, when you're a small business that's just starting, you don't necessarily have the resources to hire super, super high caliber, very well-trained folks. So we had to simultaneously bring in some younger, more green people and figure out how to train them and manage them. Um, And then specifically with the promotional products industry, we had no idea that this industry even existed um, and were actually referred to ASI through a distributor that we tried selling to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she recommended that we reach out to ASI, which kind of dropped the curtain on, oh, wow, there's this this whole industry and we got to figure out what this is and how this works in order to sell into it. So that definitely took a bit of time. And we're grateful for all the resources that you guys provide at shows and all of the wonderful people at ASI that have helped us figure it out over the past three years. Um, but really, you know, dropping that curtain and figuring out who distributors are, what types of distributors are, how to sell to them properly and provide them with the best level of customer service uh, was was really difficult. And I think we figured it out now, but we're always learning. Mm-hmm. So. You brought up a number of you know interesting themes that I wanted to to ask you about. One is sort of the idea of of you know age. The, you guys are still obviously young and just you know and just really you know starting out in this in this industry. So if you um, you know if you look at this you look at this industry, it has a rep- reputation of being uh, you know very baby boomer centric, sort of having, having that graying type of mentality. You know, from your perspective, do you think that's true? And if so, you know, what can the industry do to entice younger people? Well, I mean, I think statistically, yes, it is more of a baby boomer-centric industry, but fundamentally, I don't think that it's pigeonholed into exclusively an older generation. 
Uh, most industries other than tech, I can't really think of any other industry that um, is primarily young. Uh, so most industries operate the way that the promotional products industry does. Um, but we're seeing a new crop of younger companies, both from the supplier side and the distributor side, entering the space either with younger leadership or a focus on just hiring younger millennial generation people. Um, and they're coming in with a little bit of a different slant, a different focus on customer service. Mm -hmm. I think a focus on the value proposition as opposed to just the margin on an order and trying to provide something that's different from some of these older companies that are super, super important to this industry. But, you know, the big, big box companies that, you know, can do 24-hour turns on 3,000 different products, no young company is going to be able to come in and compete with that. So we're coming in looking to find new ways to provide a service and take our little piece of the ever-expanding pie that is this industry. <laughs> So you had mentioned earlier the fact that as, you know as a grow you grow the business you have to hire people so you know both you, you and Sterling being as being as young as you are do, do do you find that it's difficult at all to you know sell potential employees on both the company and yourselves really given your age Yeah absolutely I mean hiring is one of the biggest obstacles um, really from from two different angles first is financially uh, who you can afford and how you can afford and when you onboard more people and what resources you need. And that's, you know, every business owner will grapple with that. And the time commitment related to hiring, you know, it takes a long time to find good people. And we have been burned a couple times by acting too quick and not thinking about how those hires fit into our culture and fit into our business. Because uh, if you, you know, if you onboard someone that isn't a fit with the organization, it is really difficult uh, fundamentally to incorporate someone that just isn't vibing with the rest of the team, mm -hmm. um, even if they're in the most junior of roles. You know, every person really needs to fit with your culture, and um, identifying that straight off the bat, even if the person is perfect on paper. Uh, you just want to make sure that you have the right people to have on your team. I mean, we call we call our staff our team. I can't think of it really any other way because we're all slugging through this together every day. And if we have a fundamental difference in values, then you know we're going to struggle on two levels, not just professionally, but then fundamentally on a on a value based level, which is which is uh, a big challenge I think for any business owner to overcome, regardless of the size of their company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's get into the specifics of that a little bit because you know Pop Promos is a repeat member of the Counselor Best Places to Work list and very well deserved. We we visited you in August. We had a very you know enjoyable time. So you you mentioned finding the right fit. So what's you know what's what are your keys to building a great company culture and what are, what are the qualities that you're looking for in in people when you're considering and then hiring them to join your team? Yeah, this this concept of company culture is, I always used to think it was kind of hokey. <laughs> and, you know, it's this thing that everyone talks about and what is it and how do you define it. And I really think that it's just the vibe that you get when you come into a workspace and the type of people that are sitting around a conference table and the way in which they engage with each other, the way in which they participate in meetings, um, 
fundamentally to the way in which they grow in the business and how they exceed and, and what metrics do we use to prove that you're doing well versus you need some work. Um, so culture, it's, this, it's kind of a, a mushy thing. Uh, but the way that we've come to try to identify it is it can't just come from Sterling and I. You know, we can't sit down and write down on a piece of paper, this is our company culture and this is who we strive to be mm-hmm. because there are 17 other people that sit around the table and contribute to that. So making sure that as you develop those that culture and those values uh, so that any new hire that gets onboarded understands it from day one, that has to come from the whole group, and it can't just be a management decision of these are our values, this is what we do, and this is what we don't do. Okay. So letting the team members through, you know, there are lots of different um, team-building activities that you can do to identify and develop culture, and I'm sure anyone can go into Harvard Business Review and find 50 articles on that. <laughs> um, but, you know, in- incorporating other people on the team and making it prevalent and making sure that you're sticking by what, you know, you practice what you preach. So if you say that one of our values is honesty and you find that dishonesty is starting to crop up, that's just as important as someone making an egregious, you know, customer mistake or sales mistake and has to be addressed with the same level of urgency and importance because you've all collectively agreed that that's a priority of how you're going to work together. Okay. Okay, that's great. That's great info. Let's shift gears a little bit. We'll talk about more on the business type side side of things. So, sure. you know, your your company, you know, you mentioned earlier, you pride you pride yourself on your your Pantone matching capabilities. That's really how how College Glasses now Pop Promos got got started. So, you know, what does that service allow distributors to do, and why do you think it's not more prevalent in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So, every in our line comes standard Pantone matched. So what that means is that we're making product from scratch and then either dyeing it or painting it or weaving it or decorating it um, with Pantone colors. So exact shades of every color that ever exists, um, we can make our product in. So we have no stock inventory of any of our products. When you order sunglasses, we'll go ahead and melt plastic and paint them to the color of your client's brand. And we have, admittedly, we fell into this. You know, we started by making sunglasses for colleges, and colleges have very specific colors. So we needed to go overseas in order to find that Pantone match capability. And then we realized that it's not just being able to match the colors, but do it quickly. So we've really streamlined our supply chain so that, you know, we're delivering product in as little as seven days where it's made from scratch and Pantone matched because a lot of folks can import from overseas, but it'll take them four months. But when you work with us, you're guaranteed to have it in less than 30 on all of our products. Um, And the Pantone matching element is so important as brands start to, large brands start Mm -hmm. to compete with each other over value. And you see just everywhere, you know, brands are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to create a brand identity. You know, you think of Facebook, you think of that periwinkle blue. You think of Spotify, and they have their green. You think of UPS, and they have their brown. DHL, their yellow. You know, whatever the company is, they have a color, and everything associated with that brand is that color. So it seems 
it seems silly that a company would be giving out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of promotional products in something that's not actually their color. You know, it's a stock yellow as opposed to that golden PMS123 yellow color that really matches their brand. And I find that, you know, the value to distributors is, first of all, when the customer is asking for it, great. But secondly, once a distributor provides a customer with a Pantone-matched product, they can't go onto one of those notorious retail, online retailers and order that Pantone match product. They have to go back to the distributor and order through the distributor in order to get that product made. So I see the circle going round and round. I mean, just our reorder rate alone on our products, customers see the value of something that's really branded to their brand. Um, so that's what's driven us forward, and we obviously keep launching more products because we keep being asked for more <laughs> and figuring out, you know, our, our niche space right now is that Pantone-matched wearable, um, and that's a category that we plan on growing in. So um, items that, you know, people will wear and use every day as opposed to the take-it-once-and-toss-it product. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we can't wait to see those new, new products. So <laughs> my, my, last, my last question for you. Uh, what what's the biggest thing distributors can do to help suppliers like yourself help to serve them best? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is to work with us like we're their partners, not just their vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I know most suppliers, if not all suppliers, spend so much time and energy in trying to improve the experience of a distributor. So, you know, we're spending a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of brain power to make sure that we are meeting the needs of our distributor clients and providing them with all the tools that they need in order to sell our product, sell it easily, sell it quickly. And, you know, I request, (laughs) blanket request to all distributors out there, (laughs) if you treat your suppliers with respect and you just shoot straight, you're going to have such better outcome from your relationship with your supplier, at least with us. You know, for example, if you're working on a project that's just for prospecting with a, with a prospective customer, let us know that so that we don't go and spend two hours creating a killer virtual presentation when really all you needed was something that might be a fraction of that work. Um, so that when you do come back and you do have that killer customer who does want to order and is very interested, then we have the resources to go back and spend that two hours on that presentation for you. So that when there's a problem with an order, we understand what's going on because we've been working closely throughout the entire experience and that we can help you fix it. Um, If we don't have partners that we're working with, we lose some of the value add that we provide and that we can provide to distributors because we know them and we get them and we get the order and we get what's going on because we've been working with them for months or years. And, you know, my sales team is, uh, they always love getting those calls from the people that are on their team. And we try to make every distributor feel like they can become a part of our team. And I hope that they can, everyone will treat all suppliers with that same level of respect. You know, we're all doing this together and we're trying to, create a better industry together and provide services for each other and help distributors sell more. Well, great, great advice. So 
Last thing, we saw that you saw your, you know, you guys are building a swanky new office <laughs> in Northern Liberties, and I hear it's uh, coming together. So when it, um, when you guys do finally open it, are our invitations in the mail, right? Obviously, we're very very excited. Uh, we have a new 9,000 square foot office uh, with some cool decor, and it's big and open and bright. Uh, so we're really excited to move in there in the next month or two, and we'll be having a big kickoff party. So anyone in the area, uh, please let us know, and we'll be sure to send out your invitation. Uh, cocktails will be on us that evening. Cool. Well, <laughs> we can't wait to see it, and they're and very exciting for you know a growing company like like yourself. So lot, we're really excited. So lots of cool things happening. Well, th- thank you very much, Aaron, for for joining us today. Cool. Well, you have a great one. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening okay. to the Strategy Session podcast. This has been the latest episode of ASI's Strategy Session Podcast. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to asicentral.com slash podcast.